Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain name investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, I'll discuss 10 tactics to getting the best price for your domain. And so obviously, oftentimes, it's like shooting in the dark when you are trying to figure out how to price a domain. And so one of the things, I mean, you've heard folks from Rick Schwartz who is playing the game of, hey, I'm going to I'm going to say no and wait, you know, for 20 years, 25 years and get the most and squeeze every uh, penny or or dollar out of a domain name. And then you have other folks that, you know, they're happy if they buy a domain name for eight bucks and flip it for $50. And so regardless of where you stand, I want to share with you basically 10 tactics that will help you get the best price for your domain. So number one is truly being prepared, being prepared to uh, walk away. Um, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, I just say no. Um, now I'm cordial with it. There are many people who, um, you know, are are quite color, use quite colorful language. I'll put it that way. That um, you know, they tell people that you know, hey, they should be embarrassed for lowballing, and so, and sometimes people should be, you know, should be ashamed of themselves for sending in a lowball offer, especially. Um, if they are like another domain investor, but in some cases with buyers, the buyers just don't know any better. And so they truly need to be educated. And so simply just saying no thanks or, you know, saying, hey, while I'm grateful for your offer, it's quite well below the market value for whatever the domain is. And so, you know, you never know um what may happen? You know, the, the it may not work out that initial inquiry, but that buyer may wait a few months and come back or they may go back, establish themselves a budget and then come back to you at a later date. So you never want to, you know, burn that bridge relationally when it comes to um, a domain name. And so be prepared to walk away, but do so in a way that leaves the door open that that person could come back because, again, it's not just that one domain, but it's like a relationship. You never know who they may know, who they may send your way, or that may be them themselves coming back to you uh, to purchase even more domains. And so know what your price is, but also just know that if it doesn't work out, you got to be willing to walk away. It's like buying a car. You know, if they won't give you the price, you got to walk. Same thing with the house. If you can't get that price, you can't be so emotionally attached that you cannot say no and walk away. And so that's number one. Number two is, you know, don't think about or don't allow for them to bring what you paid into a negotiation. And so what's interesting to me is oftentimes, especially if I'm purchasing an expired domain auction and there are other bidders that are bidding on the domain and I win the domain, they typically follow up once the domain is transferred. And then they'll tell me like, well, hey, I know because I was actually bidding on that domain and I know that you only paid $120 for it. So why are you asking for $1,300, $1,400? In that case, you know, like I say, I just point out the fact that, well, I won the auction. So if you truly want it, then you're going to pay what I'm asking. If not, 
then there's not really much else that we're going to be able, you know, to to work out because they don't want to pay or they don't see the value. But what's interesting is that even if they purchase it for the twelve for the hundred and twenty, they're going to turn around and try to flip it for twelve hundred. So, you know, to a certain extent, I'm like, man, really think about this. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And I don't mind paying for something, especially if I know that the value uh, of of which, you know, if it's twelve hundred dollars, but I know that I can get a return of greater than that, then what does it matter? What does it matter? It's like, hey, you understand that you can get a greater return, get the greater return, go on about your business, pay the money and, you know, let it be that. And so what you know, you just have to remember that what you paid, whether that person knows it or not, does not set the value what sets the value is the market. You know, it's the it's the being the um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And so it's the same thing with domain names. There are certain domain names that I know are, are greater in price because I understand the market in which that domain addresses. And so once again, don't let people bring up what you paid into the negotiation when possible. Now, number three, uh, which... <laughs> Everybody has to, uh, especially domain investors, really just have to come to their senses and truly just be realistic. Now, in most cases, the sweet spot for domains are probably going to be anywhere between that $2,500 to $3,000 or if you want a bigger uh, range, two to $5,000. That's where most domains are going to land. Now, if you're talking about your ultra premium, your your pain.com, marine.com, those don't fit this scale. But for the most part, if we said, hey, a good 90 to 95% of the domains, and, and likely higher, I'd probably say anywhere from 96 to 97% of most domains are going to fall between the $2,000 to $5,000 mark. So, you know, be realistic. If someone comes to you and... I mean, you have to think about this. If you know that you've not ever got a domain inquiry where someone offered you like 3200 and everybody else has been offering 50 come on, you got to be realistic. You got to say, okay, either one, the tide has really changed and this domain could be very lucrative down the road or, you know, you, you really have to say, this is all that we're going to be able to squeeze out of this domain and for what I paid for it and for what the return is, this may be as good as it gets. So be realistic. You know, don't don't come into a, a negotiation saying, you know, I want, you know, 12 million dollars for this domain. And, it, you know, the domain even barely passes the uh, radio test. It's like, no, that that I mean, it's trash. That domain is not worth anything. Um, and so, especially if it's not passing the radio test. So that being said, be realistic, be realistic. Um, so number four, you basically, you have to put, um, good financial data to use when you are considering what, um, a domain is actually worth. And so 
a lot of people will say, well, is it okay to use Estabot? Is it okay to use domain appraisal tools? Use them at your own risk, but at the same time, I go, they those tools are, are automated tools that don't necessarily take into the fact the intrinsic value of domains. Um, and so that, I'd say, lean more on human nature uh, of what you can bring and what data points and what knowledge that you can bring to make the case for a domain's value. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's all based on, it, and a lot of times, a lot of people will say, well, I know what you bought it for, or I know what it sold for in the past. Well, that's the past. You know, you, you don't go to someone in their house and say, well, 10 years ago, you bought the house for X and that's what I want to buy it for. Well, no, that's not that's not how this works. And so if it doesn't work that way in terms of physical uh, real estate or just the tangible items, then it sure isn't going to work that way with virtual or intangible items. So, you know, you have to think in, in, in the same regards in terms of domain names. It's like it's all about the potential. It's all about what value does this bring? Not the cost, but what value does it bring? And so you'll want to put good financial data there. So number five is uh, taking your time when you're negotiating and communicating. Like, don't feel that you have to be rushed. You know, don't don't feel that, oh, I got to respond because I got this in at 532. I got to respond by six o'clock. No, take your time. Take your time. Again, they're, you know, making an inquiry of something you own or something that they see value in that you own. It's up to you at whether or not you even entertain that offer. And so take your time. You know, if, if people can sense that you're desperate, then they're going to start using that against you in terms of the domain negotiation. And that's what you don't want. If it seems that you're coming off too desperate, you're not going to get that asking price that you are. And so you have to to realize, you know, take it, take anywhere from, you know, two days to three days. Uh, and, and if need be, you know, take a week. Take as long as you need, because once again, you are the domain owner. And as long as you keep paying that renewal fee, you're going to always own that domain until they make the appropriate offer that you feel is the best value for that domain. That being said, you know, never, uh, never do it on a never negotiate on a whim. And, uh, you know, just just be sound, use sound judgment when you choose to respond and how you choose to respond. So that's number five in terms of just taking your time when you negotiate and communicate with a domain buyer. Number six is uh, doing your research. Really go and try to figure out the buyer, who the buyer is. You know, if they're sending you email from a Hotmail account and you can't determine who the person is or if it's a Gmail or Yahoo account, likely is the case. They're trying to use an alias on you and they're likely trying to hide their true identity. In that case, me personally, I don't even negotiate with them. Um, I just let it be. If you know, I state whatever it is, and if they pay it, great. If they don't, oh well, that's on them. Um, they just made it harder for themselves when it actually does come around to, um, you know, to actual, I guess, bona fide negotiations. 
that being said, you know, in terms of trying to figure out, use Google search, use hunter.io, um, use domain IQ. Um, there are a number of tools that you can use to research email addresses, um, you know, use LinkedIn where possible, all social networks. So Facebook, Twitter, use everything to try to find out as much as you can about the buyer, because the more that you can find out, the better that that will play in terms of, you know, trying to price or trying to determine what the overall value proposition is for that domain name for that given buyer. So try to figure out the buyer as quick as possible. That being said, you know, you want to do your homework. And this is where, you know, using tools like namebio.com or DN Journal, um, it's tough because, again, it, there are really not comparable, there are really no comps for um, certain domain names. And so, you know, you're, you're kind of, I guess you'd say you're kind of searching around in the dark trying to figure out what the appropriate value proposition is for a given domain. So, you know, you really have to say and begin to ask yourself deep questions in terms of what what market does this domain serve? Does it serve more than one market? Does it have more than one meaning? Um, is it positive? Is it negative in terms of the meaning? And then are there other domains that are available? Because if there are variations that are available, then why would someone want to pay, you know, four or five, six figures when they can go get the variation and do just as good, um, if not better, based on their marketing plan? And so you'll want to make sure that, you know, look at extensions. Are the other extensions available or registered? If they're all registered, then that just increases your value that much more. If they're not, then you you have to lower the value to where it has to be, again, something that's realistic. And so the more that you're able to determine and identify the factors that play into um, this negotiation and determine the value proposition for that domain, then the, the better you'll be, the more confident you'll be um, in terms of really being able to state your case at why the the asking price for that domain is what it is. So, you know, do your homework. Number eight, uh, you know, it, it goes without saying, but, you know, don't get caught up in your emotions. You know, insults are going to fly. They have been since the beginning of the internet in terms of domain names being sold. People feel that, um, which I... It's crazy, but people have this entitlement of, well, I'm the one that thought of the company name, and so that domain should be mine. Well, great. But guess what? You know, you could also say, well, you know, I thought about I wanted beachfront property, and I wanted it to be on Texas, and I went, and I found the perfect place that I'd actually dreamed of, dreamt about, and it's owned by somebody else. Well, I should just sue them call them out of their name and they'll give me what I want. <laughs> Good luck if that is the negotiation tactic. As well as from the seller side, you don't want to get into hurling insults um, at the buyer. And because all it takes is one. And again, you get back and forth in email and we're all just one click away, all one post away from being put on blast and things going viral and, you know, it's like once you make that 
first impression, whatever it is, you better hope that it's a good one. But if not, if you're the one caught um, with your proverbial pants down in terms of, uh, of of hurling insults and being insensitive and whatnot, then you know the chips are going to fall where they may, and they're not going to fall into your favor. They're going to fall against you, and no one is going to want to do business uh, with you. So don't get into that. Simply thank people, move on down the line. If they change their course of action, great. If they don't, great. There's more than that, just just that one buyer that's out there. So don't be insulted. Um, you know, don't get caught up in into the emotions and the back and forth between a negotiation, whether they give you the price that they want or not. Just know that, hey, you you're in this uh to ensure that the right buyer is matched to the given domain that you own or domains that you own. So let that be that. Number nine is more so, um, you know, don't overinflate your domain. You know, don't get too cocky or overconfident in how you feel, um, that a domain is valued. Oftentimes I see people who are, you know, they're quick to justify, well, Schilling, and they'll name some of the top names in the domain industry, Schilling, Birkins, Schwartz, um, and the list goes on. Well, these guys, well, they are themselves and you are you. Um, if you don't have the track record that they have, then don't go out there trying to proclaim or overinflate a domain that likely isn't even worth the fraction of what you're saying that it's worth. Um, if you're going to say that it's worth what it's worth, then you need to back it up uh, with data. Um, you know, there's no other way to say it. And so don't go out there thinking that, you know, just because you saw um uh, you know, someone with a domain that is similar to yours that you ought to be able to get the same asking price. That's not necessarily the case. Um, there are too many variables at play within those ne domain negotiations that, um, you know, don't necessarily transfer well from one domain investor to the next. So that being said, you know, don't don't go out there over inflating. Uh, be realistic as you can and, um, you know, let, like I said, do what you know is right and, and do what you know is fair in terms of, um, you know, just being realistic with that domain. So last but not least, appraisal tools. Now I did mention those earlier, Estabot, um, Godet has a few, and then there's a few others that are out there. So... Let's be honest. Appraisals are appraisals, are appraisals, are appraisals, but they are not accredited. So, yeah, I mean, look, take them for what they're worth. I, I've actually sold a few domains to where people will come to me and say, hey, this domain, GoDaddy says it's X. Ah, great. You know what? If they caught me on a good day, great. I'll, I'll let them have the domain for whatever they said, you know, the GoDaddy appraisal tool said it was for. I'll let them have it. But if I don't feel like it, well, I don't feel like it. No, thank you. We move on. But a lot of times buyers will, and even sellers, will try to use 
domain appraisals to justify their case. I go, that's the weakest stance in the book is using something that's not even accredited, uh, you know, to try to state your claim. No, you would do better if you were to say this domain fits within this market and it has a market uh, and the market cap of, you know, this market that you're after is blank billion of dollars or however, whatever that valuation is. Um, and then based on the valuation and based on um, the number of variations that are available or not available, you do better to go that path than to go the non-accredited um, domain appraisal tool path. You know, it's like everybody um, wants to, you know, go look at Google AdWords or keyword search volume and, you know, use that as multipliers. And, and that's a good starting point, but that's only one of many factors to consider. So some cases you'll find that one domain appraisal tool, will, you know, it'll may, it may tell you $200 for a domain while the other may tell you 20,000. Well, what do you do? I mean, do you just split the difference and take the average? Maybe so. In that case, I go, if they're that far away from one another, then you really have to do a deep dive, get in there, do your homework. But remember, the appraisals are not accredited. They are simply a best guess. Um, they may be a guy, but they are not truly, uh, I guess, worth their weight in gold in terms of being able to say this is a finite value for uh, a given domain based on these you know, finite, um, factors. So, you know, I just kind of look at them. Like I said, if someone makes me an offer and they use it and not, and they catch me on a good day, great. And you have the domain. If not, well, you won't get the domain. <laughs> Simple as that. So, you know, be mindful of that and just know that not every domain, you're going to hit a home run. I mean, it's like baseball. Like you, sometimes you're going to have to bunt, other times we need just to get on base. We need singles. You know, you may have to f quick flip a domain that you paid, you know, let's say you bought it in closeout for 13, 14 bucks, or, you know, you bought it for $50 and you, you know, you sell it for 350. Hey, hit that single, hit as many singles as you can. Understand that trying to swing for the fence or trying to hit the grand slam, the, I, and my belief is those are far and few in between when they do come yes you'll want to hit them and hit them well but in the meantime in between time work on the singles work the bunt work you know work the double work the triple it's just going hey you really have to hone in on the finer um, aspects of domain investing and not just settle on Oh, I'm going to be the next Schwartz. I want to be the next Schilling or Birkins or what have you, whatever that pie in the sky dream is. It's great to have, but you also got to be realistic in terms of how do you build on your way to those big sales. So that being said, I hope that this uh, actually helped you. And I hope this 10, these 10 tactics um, to help determine the best price for your domain has helped you. So once again, be prepared to walk away. Uh, number two, you know, don't let people bring in what you paid for any given, you know, domain negotiation. Number three, be realistic in your pricing. Number four, you know, you're going to have to put some good financial data to, um, you know, coming up with a domain evaluation. 
uh, or domain proposition. So put good financial data, could have put a good backing of information to why a, a domain is priced the way it is. Number five, take your time. Don't be rushed in terms of negotiation. You take your time. You are in control of that negotiation. You decide if it speeds up, if it slows down, or if it happens or doesn't happen at all. Number six, do as much homework as you can in terms of trying to figure out who that buyer is. You want an identity. You want a real person that you want to work with. This is more than just a domain name sale. This is about a relationship and where this relationship could carry you. So, you know, try to figure out as much about that buyer as you can when possible. Number seven, Always, always, always do your homework here. Um, you don't want to just pie in the sky number, you know, pull something out your butt and that's the domain name, right? No, do your homework. People can understand when you're making things up and, and people will know that based on your confidence and how you present the deal, they're going to know whether or not that's real. Uh, so do your homework when possible, using a variety of tools that, you know, are out there to try to get comps, whether it's dnjournal.com or whether that's named by a number eight, don't get caught up in your emotions. Don't get caught in the insult hurling and none of that stuff. Just, you know, if somebody comes in with a lowball offer, well, you know, you may have a, a blog post that will educate them. Um, or you may have to write a, or articulate an email that educates them at why their offer is as low as it is, um, especially if they are a truly a real buyer or a novice uh, buying for the first time. Number nine, don't overinflate your domain. Don't oversell it. Um, you know, don't overqualify it. Be realistic, not only with the pricing, but be realistic about the domain based on the domain variations that are available um, or registered, as well as how, how does this domain fit within um, a single market or industry or multi-market in industry. So don't over, don't over uh, inflate. So last but not least, remember, appraisal tools are nothing but guides. They are, they are not the, uh, they're not accreditations. Um, of any sort. They're not, you know, saying, hey, this is the finite um, value uh, of a domain. It is hard enough uh, to figure out um, a domain's value in terms of what you want to pay for it when you're in a domain auction. So you can only imagine what that is in terms of just buying third party. So, you know, use those domain appraisals, whether you're a seller or whether you're a buyer, but understand that they are a small fraction of the equation when um, dealing with domain um, negotiations. And so I hope that these tips and tricks will uh, help you in the terms in terms of determining the best price for your domain and how you negotiate. Uh, and I wish you the best and hope that you end up with sales based on some of these tactics. And so with that, we're out of time. So thank you listeners for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. 
Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the weekly newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.